And Sweet. Is the camera going? Camera's going. Sweet. Okay. Welcome to the, <clears throat> another episode of the Other Side of Grace podcast. I am Cole. We are joined with David. David and Carissa. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You did it right. You did it great. <laughs> you did awesome. it. Congratulations. Fantastic. Fantastic. The, yes. the double David <clears throat> threw off my brain for half a second. <laughs> we have three Davids at work. It yeah. throws us off all can, the time. Can we have a David podcast? D three. D three. Triple B. No. Okay. We're doing the meditation David wrote on He Shut the Door. It's on 2 Kings Fantastic <clears throat> coffee, by the way, my friend. Thanks. This and is this is this is your brewing. Or this uh, is my my roasting. Roasting. Yes. Roasting. So, um, Colombian. It's about a fifteen minute roast, and uh, first time I've done it in cold weather. So I do it outside my garage. Right. This is nothing yeah, to do with the podcast, but it's fun. Fantastic. So the uh, <clears throat> the the temperature is yeah. really cold in the garage. In the summer, it's really hot. Uh-huh. So in the summer, I have to watch out for burning it because the temperature will go up so fast. Mm-hmm. Yesterday when I was roasting this, I didn't have that problem. The temperature wasn't getting hot enough, <clears throat> so I was worried it wasn't going to be good. You know, I'd be interested to taste the difference in, yeah. the, in the seasons because this is this is really good coffee. It is highly recommend. This is good coffee. Well, I'll leave you guys uh, the rest of it if you want. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. All right. Okay, so he shut the door. Um, this story uh, or this meditation um, came about. Uh, let's see when did I write it? Two thousand twenty-one. So. This was about a year after my divorce, and I was reading through Second Kings, and I stopped on this story because it just it blew my mind. Um, but what really caught my eye at the first instance was the the part where Elijah comes in and shuts the door and goes into the room to heal the son, while the mother had to stay on the outside. <clears throat> And I just got to thinking about how hard it's been for me um, not being able to be with my kids. And Mm -hmm. I'm kind of in this waiting season where I feel like I've been shut out. And uh, God, but I had to trust that God's in the room working. And so um, it's like, I feel like I've been clawing at the door trying to get it open or banging on it trying to get it open. Where in reality, I need to just sit it outside the door and be patient and be still God's there outside the door with me and um he's also inside the room working on you know my family Mm -hmm. and uh, that the trust that goes involved so that's how this meditation came about and as I was reading the chapter and as I was praying through how God wanted me to write this um because I try not to include too many personal things in the actual devotions but as I was praying through, God says, well, take a look at the other doors at, in the story. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I realized that there were four distinct instances where there was a door. Um, and every time the door was mentioned, something was happening that was important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I, we'll kind of go through the doors, but a lot of it's blessing, a lot of it's trust and surrender, and a lot of it's um, uh, just being able to be vulnerable. Um so uh that's how this uh meditation came about and uh i want to open up to first thoughts you've all had a chance to read this mm-hmm. and uh what what were your first thoughts cole let's start with you cool. uh, my first thought was that um we're always in a hallway surrounded by like two doors one behind us one in front of us and how that um each door that god opens leads to something else that's new whether it be in the hallways like a new plant a new picture like there's always something new there but we're not ready to see what's new 
until God is finished working on it. So there's always like a shut door in front of us. And then there's where we just were right behind us. So it's like we're always in the waiting period, waiting for what's next. So it's part of being obedient in wherever we're at, but also having the patience that's needed for each step. <laughs> for everyone uh joining us on camera we have two special off-camera guests <laughs> uh, so if you hear Amazing if you hear um guests. if you hear noise or laughter or conversation going on yes it's, it's amazing uh, so what about your first thoughts uh, i'm struck by the, the shunamite woman's faith and her, her ability to recognize elisha as a man of god um and just be completely convicted about it you know just being very firmly uh, believing that, you know, she thwarts uh, Gehazi, she thwarts, uh, who's, who's Elisha's servant, she thwarts her own husband, who says, why go to him today, do it later, um, and uh, she puts it all out there for him, and she, she makes an extra room for them in, their, in her house just for them, um, and then, uh, you know, she receives the son, she loses the son, and then she goes to the right place, she goes back to Elisha, uh, just, a, just a pretty impressive woman, uh, her heart's in the right place in many times, when it comes into question, she knows where to go. Mm -hmm. Um, she knows where to go. She knows where to go. Um, you know, in the beginning, when when Elisha's, you know, just kind of un, un uh, just opening up the uh, the floor for her to make a request, um, she she doesn't really, you know, have a decisive answer. Uh, and then you know, Gehazi guesses who it is, what she really wants. Um, she's just just her heart is, is shown time and again through the story of being in, in the right place. So just very impressed with her. Um, just as a, as a character in this in the story, so that's my my beginning thought there. Yeah. Awesome, and um, for me, it really made me start thinking about the different ways that Jesus speaks about the door and the significance of the door. Um, and I also noticed that where this passage is in the Bible, it directly follows the story of the woman who. Um, was in debt, was about to lose everything, was about to lose her children as slaves. And Elisha told her to go into her house, close the door and pour the oil into the mm. jars. And so I felt like this is a theme that we keep seeing. And um, I'd say the first passage that jumped out at me was Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount um, in Matthew 6, 6, when he said, when you pray, go in your room and close the door. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And, and so uh, kind of the first question I had for this is what is the significance in the door? Or I guess another way to say it is how do we view the metaphor of the door in our own lives? And so I, I actually wanted to let you kind of take off with this because you had you came up with lots of scriptures about doors. So you want to share some of that? Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, first was the Sermon on the Mount with um, the Matthew 6, 6. Um, so Jesus said, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Hmm. And then in the same sermon in um, Matthew 7, 7, he says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you. Hmm. So he shows that that sense of, yeah, we close the door as we entreat, but the door does open. Hmm. And it may not always be what we expect. But the most important thing I found in John 10, 9, Jesus says, in the NIV, it says, I am the gate. But in some of the other translations, it says, I am the door. Um, Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. So he's, he's very much mediating that, that passageway you know, mm. from one space to another. And mm -hmm. then what he says in Revelation 320 says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. So thank you. That really took me on a, a door journey. Hunting <laughs> down the doors. <laughs> Amen. You, uh, you mentioned, you know, how some translations do uh, say a gate. Um, and I was picking on Cole because uh, when we were pulled up and pulled stuff out of my, my trunk. And I said, could you uh, close the gate? And he, he was like, you mean the door? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, technically it's a lift gate is the term. <laughs> 
But uh, then he's like, well, I was trying to tie it into our meditation. Yeah, we'll leave it there. Nothing's <laughs> better. <laughs> well, the thing that I love about uh, about those passages is uh, God, the Father, is very cognizant and very aware of the blessings, the doors, the you know where our hearts are, what we want, what we desire, um, and, and He's only going to open the ones that that are the best for us, and He's going to close the ones. So He's the, He's standing at the door, mm-hmm. uh, and all of those things right there. If I, I you know He's He's at the door knocking uh, to get in, and then once He gets in, he, you know He He controls the doors at least if we let Him, uh, which we should. But He's He's a good Father. He's 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 going through, and He's opening the right ones at the right time, and um, and I just love how. The Lord in my life has been very, um, uh, what, what's the word here? Intentional about which doors to open at what time. Um, and then there will be times just like the Shunammite woman where he'll open the door of blessing and then he'll close it again mm-hmm. because my heart has gone into that room and out of the, out of the Lord, mm-hmm. right? I've kicked him out of it. It's like, great. Thanks, Lord. I got it from here. See you later. Shut the door behind me. And, uh, and, uh, this is what I really wanted. Thank you. You know, this is great. And that becomes the, uh, the new idol, you know, it, mm. it, it, it takes my, uh, takes my heart, takes my eyes off of the Lord. I have been in, in many exercises in these last few years where the door will open. I walk in. Thank you, Lord. This is mine now, you know, mm. and then it, uh, it turns into a curse in a way. Mm. And, but he won't let that go on. You know, he, he's right. not like, Oh, you chose this. You get what you get, you know, what you want. Uh, you got to be careful what you pray for. Uh, he's not. He doesn't. He's not. He's not. He doesn't leave us uh, there. So he's he's faithful to to let us in and then to take us out when we need to be. Yeah, take it out. Just like here with uh, like you pointed out uh, with the shooter my woman. So yeah, um, I I like the the scriptures you you picked out too, Chris, because you know, one of the things that as you were talking about them immediately popped into my mind is you know the Shulamite woman opened her home out of faith to uh, Elisha to come and stay, have a place to stay whenever he came to town. And, um, you know, especially the one where it's like knock and the door will be open to you. You know, those are all great passages about how when we open our heart to Christ, you know, he comes in and he stays and, and we're able to receive the blessing. You know, with, with Christ, we have the ultimate blessing of salvation and being entered into the family of God, you know, sons and daughters. And, and with the Shulamite woman, she had the blessing, the very unexpected blessing of, you know, ha- having her own family because of that. Um, and so I, I love just how, you know, you can connect these passages like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, okay, <clears throat> so yeah, and, uh, and and David, as you were saying about closed closed doors, you know, like uh, it made me think about Rotorooter. So when uh, <laughs> gotta love Rotorooter. Um, <clears throat> so when when I first moved back here after uh, my separation from my wife, I was looking for a job, mm-hmm. and I, I actually interviewed. Mm-hmm. I remember. And, um, and uh, so Dan, Dan, and Luke were both like, "We love you, man, but it's, it's not, it's not the right time." Yeah. And yeah. Um, that door shut, and mm-hmm. I just assumed the door was shut for good. Mm. And then all of a sudden, two years later, you know, I get a call from Joey Marzullo, my good friend, and he's like, "You know, Rotor Rooter's hiring again. Have you thought about applying?" Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Well, I kind of feel like the door's been closed there." He's mm-hmm. like, "I would apply if I were you." And so I opened up the door again mm-hmm. that I thought was shut. And uh, <clears throat> it's just a beautiful, and of course, you know, now I'm there and you have to see me every day. Mm-hmm. Lucky. Happy. Happy. <laughs> you have to. So, so, I love the way you, you have to see me every day. It's not an option. <laughs> so for anybody out there who maybe has applied to Rotor-Rooter and, and had an interview, uh, I'm going to tell this story. And this specifically for Dave. This was not a... Um, uh, let's have a quick decision that was made. You know, uh, I, I recognized early on you have potential, you have talent, and uh, we're always needing, of course, Ruder Ruder is needing good people. And we, we, we prayed about it. It was not a, uh, a, a quick decision. Um, and we all kind of felt, 
the Lord tell us it's not the right time. There will be a time. We, I think we're all convinced at that time. It's just not the right time. Yeah. Um, so I'm very glad. I, we're very happy that you, uh, you're part of the team now joined the family. And so me too. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. You know, the Lord has blessed as, as just like the shoot of my woman went to Elisha. We go to the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, for, for uh, decisions in business. And so it's been a, been a really great blessing. And, uh, yeah. So we're very glad. I'm, I was. Very, I'm very happy that yeah. you were with us, David. So I think you should tell your story too about laying it all down. Oh, you mean at the beginning? <laughs> or no, which part? I mean, really all recent. the time. I mean the really recent. <laughs> the really recent time. Wow, I've yeah. had to. I've had to uh, step out of the door of blessing several times, <laughs> um, and I'm getting so. I'm getting good yeah. at it. Where the Lord has given me the chance to, to to step out the door before it becomes an idol, before it becomes a a, a complete uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, obsession. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so Carissa, give me a little bit more, baby, because I, I want to tell the right story. Well, I think you really enjoy your job. Yes. And you give it, you know, everything you've got. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and yes. it was starting to consume you. In a, in a different way, right? right. It went from not being... A, not in a healthy way for you or the job. Correct, correct, yeah. So the job, I mean, what we were, Carissa and I were in Lebanon five years ago. In the, on the mission field. And uh, the Lord spoke to us then that it was time to to come back home, come back to the States. We were very excited at that time. That was before I had any of my mental breakdown and panic in life and kind of a crisis. Uh, but the Lord spoke to me and said, I have a job that I've been preparing you for, David, since you were a child. And I was excited. I was like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to America and find this awesome job. And so um, I get to the States and I, and I uh, finish my Team Challenge. Shout out to Team Challenge. Love you guys. Anybody <laughs> living there. Also got Chance Walters here, uh, Cup Mug as well. Shout out to him as well. Do some a little bit of promo here. Yeah. But that's all right. I'll give you we a We have cup. our sponsors for this. That's all right. right the sponsors. sponsors for this week. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Love Chance Walters. Love you, man, if you're watching. Um, and so we get here, finish Team Challenge, and I start looking for a job. I'm you know, applying at Honda Jet and Honda Power. Swepsonville and all these guys trying to be an accounting guy. And uh, I got some interviews and stuff, but nothing nothing got off the ground. And finally, Daniel Bossom catches me at CR one night and says, hey, I've got a, a demo job that you can do. Right? I didn't mention anything about uh, crawl spaces or poop, but uh, there there was there was some of that involved. So I took the job. Carissa was like, what are you doing? This is the job that God has prepared you from you. Were... <laughs> are you crazy? And he pulled his application. I, was, I knew it. It was the Lord. I had been fasting. I mean, Chick-fil-A turned me down. I could not flip chicken burgers. You know? Chicken burgers? It was chicken, chicken sandwiches. Whatever, you know, they're burgers. Yeah, we, whatever it was. I was not qualified. I did, I did hear later they said I was overqualified. But anyway, oh. they turned me down. Nonetheless, it was, yes, thank you, honey. I need to be consoled still. So. Um, yeah, we do love also, <laughs> I still eat there. I still eat there. You know, the anointed chicken. Um, but uh, uh, I started out at just uh, with John Jones, my man. I love him. You know, out in the field sucking up Dookie uh, with the, with a the big vacuum and and, uh, and doing demo work. And I let the Lord. I opened that the Lord opened that door, and I ran through it, and I was very happy. And and it, you know, I've been. Uh, through like maybe five or six different positions now since in the last four years. And, and it's been great. My heart has been in it and at times too much so. And so uh, idolizing it, obsessing and, and that kind of stuff and making it, uh, giving it too much priority. And so uh, recently it got to a point where I was, uh, I was backsliding. I was having a hard time just staying in the word, staying in the Lord, walking in, in victory. And uh, the job came into focus there where the Lord was saying, son, You've walked into this room of blessing. You've shut the door behind you, and you're 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 neglecting the the room of your family, right? Your wife, your marriage. That's number one, and that was a very clear thing. Wife number one, kids number two, and then everything else comes after that, right? So and the it Lord was, put himself first. Oh, always. That goes without saying. <laughs> yeah. The Lord goes without saying. He's a jealous God. They say, you know, he's got to be number one. Jubilee, please bow. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of the blessings of the Lord, our jubilant jubilee, we love her. Um, so <laughs> she has melted to the floor. Um, but uh, the Lord asked me to surrender it all. He, he said, you know, you got to you gotta let it go. I got to be number one. And I did. I, I had the, a, a, a David repentance level, David, King David in the Bible, repentance level, repentance. 
uh, with weeping and tears and bitter crying out to the Lord. I'm, I, I turn from these things, Lord. I'm no longer um, setting my heart and my eyes on these things. And, uh, and I let it go. And then he gave it right back. And he opened a bigger door, uh, a better door. And uh, he's so good. He's such a good father in that way that he'll, he'll, uh, you know, once we think, you know, we think sometimes that we get in there and if we obsess over it, we're going to lose it. Like the Lord says, ah, that wasn't good for you. We got to cut this off from your life because you developed this relationship with this thing. It's unhealthy. But no, he turns around and he opens the door again. And he says, hey, have it, you know, times 10. Here's more talents. You know, here's more to invest. Here's more awesome stuff. And uh, we're moving from faith to faith, glory to glory. And I think we can bring that up there. Yeah, it was, a, it was a huge surrender. And he brought me to a new level of relationship with him. That's pretty much always like a, uh, a prerequisite of the other blessings. The closer you get to him, the more the doors open up. Um, because our heart is in the right place. And we can handle the blessing at that point. So yeah. thank you for bringing that up. It's a great, yeah. uh, great story. <clears throat> yeah, I remember you sharing some of that with us. Well, with me, anyways. Absolutely. You know, Woo! It's like, dude, God's so good. He is so. He good. is. He is. Um, so let's talk about the different, the four different doors we see in um, this story. Uh, the first door uh, represents the blessing God wants to give us when we open our hearts to service. So the first door is referencing, um, specifically, reference uh, the the past, uh, the verse, uh, verses fifteen and sixteen, uh, where Elisha said to the Shulamite woman. You know, as she stood in the doorway next time, next year, uh, next year, this time, you will surely have a son. So, you know, she she first opened her house to him to come in and he was looking for a way to bless her. And she was being really humble about it, um, you know, pretty much saying, no, 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 no. Um, <clears throat> but then when he finds out um, Gehazi, is that the I think I called him Goshen earlier. Goshen. <laughs> Gahazi, you know, Gahazi finally is like, ah, she, she's really, she really wants a child. And mm-hmm. so that's when Elijah was able to bless her and say, next time, uh, next year, this time, you're going to have a son. Um, and I don't think she was expecting that blessing because, of course, she's like, don't, don't get my hopes up for anything, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So are there times um, where you have opened your home or your life or your heart to something that, um, just have that openness and willingness to do something to serve God where you have immediately seen that, uh, that blessing come through. Yeah, it's a little story, but it's a good one. Okay. Um, so in our apartment that we lived in before here, I was like having a prayer time one day and just asking God what he had for me. And somebody knocks on the door. I open it and it's a door-to-door salesperson. And she says that she's there signing people up for Sprint. And as soon as I Mobile see Mobile network, her, yeah. Yeah, service. yeah. As soon as I see her, I'm like, God's doing something. So I have her come in, which <laughs> for any door-to-door marketers, I don't normally do that. <laughs> <laughs> it is not, this is not a guarantee. You know, we are not we're not suckers, okay? Yeah. We're not an easy target. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we will not disclose our address. So for every salesperson watching that. <laughs> we love you. We love you. We might. We might. No, no. If I'm here, anyway, good luck. Anyway, so she comes in. She starts to explain about, you know, sprints and what their what their offer is. They're offering $100 credit for every new line. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, we had previously been on, like, a plan with my sister who had ditched us, you know, callously. Ooh, and we were like, yeah, Yes, we've got, we got the platform. It. Put it up there, baby. <laughs> And so we were like in the market for a new um, provider and I think she stayed five hours and her partner, the, came the salesman, yes. yes, the salesman <laughs> and her sales partner ended up finishing canvassing the entire apartment complex and came back because he'd yep. seen her come into our apartment. The entire apartment complex. Yes. So he yes. comes back in and, and they just stay. We could not get Sprint set up that night, mm-hmm. but they stayed for dinner. We ended up talking to them and finding out that they had both grown up in the church both walked away from the Lord and we were able to like pray together and bless them as well. And that was just, they told us their life stories and it yeah. was like what they were dealing with. And like, Oh man, some stuff goes down. We don't know about mm-hmm. right. like these sales groups. They all live together in a house. It was, it was a rough situation. It, wow. it was, it was uh, crazy. Wow. But we like, 
we love those people. Like we still remember their names and we pray for them and we think about them. And eventually we both got the $100 sales credit. So we got many months of free cell phone service after. So wow, we that's were awesome. <laughs> it was a great, yeah. Cursor literally opened the door. Yes, and there she was. And there she was. We, we needed the cellular, we needed the service. So it, was, yeah, it was a win-win all around. I mean, hopefully they got, you know, we still pray for them. We know their names and uh, Anyways. Sorry, Jubilee is under the table. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, she's, 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 stick, she's sticking the uh, the the pencil into my foot. Oh, yeah. Jubilee, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was doing it for like the past ten minutes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> pin breaks. Uh, she's like, you're on camera, you can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. No, that's amazing. I've I've always just been amazed at stories like that where. Um, yeah, what what time are we at? Yeah, we're good. Um, stories where we just open our home or just like are willing to invite someone in and listen and then all of a sudden god just completely takes over mm-hmm. and it's just because of our willingness uh, so that's just really cool um mm-hmm. cole you have any any stories where a blessing not any stories but i do have one comment okay it's like a it's we are able to open up doors whether it be a good door or a bad door for us it's like we uh, we can sometimes open a door that's too early for us to step in. Like God's still moving. He's, he's still working there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we decide to early take a quick little peek, see, hey, what's this new thing that's happening? Uh, I, I want to be prepared for it. It's like there's a, a, a lot of things that we can do that will eventually lead to bad things. Because sometimes taking a, a quick peek at what God is doing is – one of the worst things that we can do. Like mm-hmm. a, if the woman walked in and saw uh, Elijah healing her son by just laying on top of him, <laughs> I don't know. As like, I'm not a parent. I'm not sure what I would have thought. Yeah, that would not have ended so well. <laughs> seeing, seeing like this older man laying on top of my bed. <laughs> what is happening here? Yes, that is a quite the interesting. Uh, yes. Yeah, we, but, we don't talk about the, the uh, potential like, creepiness of that story. <laughs> Yeah, like, like what would have happened if she opened the door too early and saw that image? Like, there's so many things happening there that we aren't yeah. supposed mm. to see yet or know about yet, and it's all due to God's timing. But we have the ability to open up that door, whether it be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, that's a testament to Elijah's faith too. Right, like he's listening to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit says it is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're asking me to what? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I'm sure the cult- culture was very different back then. <laughs> yes. Not the same stigmas that we have today, but yeah, still. But, uh, you have a child laying, I still think that's. <laughs> well, at that point, <laughs> you know, he's dead. What do you got to lose? <laughs> well, with that, we're going to take a short break and recollect our thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Pray for us. <laughs> oh, Lord. Welcome back. We had a fantastic break. That's the best break ever. It actually, <laughs> it actually was. We're doing this more often. Amen. Yes. You guys are welcome. Yes. Come time. over every day. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be like, Dad, why did I ever do that? <laughs> I'm so tired of Kimball coming over. Hey, you bring some Legos. You might bring <laughs> so we got a new uh, star on, on the camera here. Yeah. <laughs> We have an on-camera scribe and yes. an off-camera one as well. So, Hi. Thank you, Gabriel. <laughs> thank you, son. Good introduction. Yes. All right. So where we left off, we were talking about uh, each of the doors in this story and what they represent it. So let's pick up with door number two, uh, which represents the areas in our life where we refuse to let anyone in. Um, and so for this one, it's when um, the Shulamite woman puts her dead son on the bed, on Elisha's bed, and then shuts the door and leaves. And um, so she's essentially, you know, this this room that had been a blessing all of a sudden becomes a room of pain for her. She lost the, the blessing that um, of her son that she'd gotten from the first door, right? And um, she goes immediately, uh, you know, she doesn't tell her husband, 
really why she has to go now, even when her, you know, she, she tells her husband, I'm going to see the man of God, but you know, she's not opening up about what's going on in her, her head or heart. Even when uh, she sees um, Gehazi. Gehazi. I was about to call him Goshen again. <laughs> uh, even when she sees him, like he, she kind of blows him off and because she knows exactly where she needs to go, which is a good thing. But at the same time, I think there is a, a need that God created in us for community to, sh to share our burdens with others. Um, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of different aspects we could take from this portion, but I think the, the questions I had in this is what is the danger that we face in shutting the door to our own problems? Mm-hmm. That's deep. I'm trying to think through it. It is deep. It yeah. is deep, yeah. <clears throat> well, I don't know that for me, I don't know that I shut the door and shut myself out of my problems. Mm. But I, I shut the Lord out of the problem. Shut the Lord out of the problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, in fact, like, uh, <laughs> I was just dealing with some minor offense last night and I was trying to unload why I had every right to be offended. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the Lord was, was just showing me like, no, you know, that's, that's not what he's called me to. And I complained. I was like, Lord, you are calling me to a really high standard here. And he said, it's the standard of victory. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and I would like to tell you, I dropped all the offense. It took me another minute, but I mean, eventually we got well, there. Just one minute. Just one minute. <laughs> just one minute. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's easy to, to kind of hold on to what we feel like it's our right to be offended mm -hmm. and, and not be open Shut the Lord out of it. Yeah. to yeah. him taking yeah. it from us. Yes. Yes. What I'll do sometimes is uh, idolatry, yeah, the confession time, um, is run to something else. Shut the door on the Lord and uh, uh, go to uh, <clears throat> maybe TV, run away from the problem, shut the door in some way. Oh, right. That's a good point. Um, instead of running to the Lord right away. Um, and that's what's considered to be mm -hmm. idolatry. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so shutting the door. On our problems, uh, and a lot of times, you know, we'll be in denial. That's a big way that you shut if the door. If I do but it, I'll just shut the door. Yeah, <laughs> if you do it, shut it. <laughs> and so, uh, it's it's just a. Uh, I think we, we sometimes we don't let ourselves get to the conscious point of, of shutting the door. We kind of run away or deny that there is a problem. Yeah, there, so. yeah. I think it's interesting that the scripture takes the time to say she shut the door. She left and she shut the door, right? Mm -hmm. It could have just been she laid him on the bed and she left. But it takes that extra seconds to emphasize the shutting of the door. And I just find that really interesting. And, and for me, it came across as it's kind of like what both of you have said. It's, mm -hmm. it's this idea that <clears throat> we're shutting God out. Like this is, this is now my private room that only I can go into. Everyone else, the door's shut because we don't want anyone else going in there. Mm -hmm. So we're leaving our problems in that room, not kind of like what you said, Chris, not, not to the point where like we're shutting ourselves out because we can go in there anytime, but we're just not letting anyone else in to yeah. see, or even to walk by to see what's going on in that right. room. And, um, and you know, kind of what you, you had said, uh, like when I face problems that are bigger than I know what to do with, or I don't have the energy to deal with them. Instead of going straight to God, I'll shut that door and then I'll go, <clears throat> you know, I use the term self-medicate, you know, like I'll deal with it, whether through uh, like what you said, go watch TV or just mm -hmm. do something totally different. Or maybe I'll, it, it might drive me back into like uh, old patterns of sin or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> yes, there's a strong yeah. correlation there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a quick rapid descent. It's, it's right a quick, there. very quick rapid descent. Um, yeah. And one thing I respect about her is that she did know exactly <laughs> where to go. You know. Right. And I do that. Though I do find it funny that everyone who talks to her on her way, she pushes aside. Like she, she's still not willing to share it with anyone, um, even though she's clearly had 
you know, Gehazi in her house, you know, um, I'm assuming that he probably stayed there with Elisha because they were, they were a team. Mm -hmm. Um, So like there was still that relationship there, but, um, yeah. I also think that sometimes we have to shut that door because Mm kind of like what you were saying, we want to feel that thing. Like, because the world around us is like a, you need to be angry uh, uh, about A, B, and C. And if you're not, there's a problem. Like, okay, so uh, whenever we're praying, sometimes we shut out God. It's like, I don't want you to fix this. I want to be mad because this yeah. is how I feel. I don't want you to fix this just yet. Yeah. And then he comes in and says, I hear you, but you don't grieve as people that don't have hope. You have mm-hmm. hope in me. So you don't, you're not supposed to feel this because I'm here. I, I have put you here for a reason so that you can turn to me not so that you can pout about it like the rest of the world does it's like it's we, we our flesh longs to be in that suffering we want to feel the pain because we think that it's somehow going to help us through it mm. or sometimes we're just so ignorant and thinking that you know what i deserve this so i want to feel this way mm-hmm. because this is what i deserve yeah. And God's kind of saying, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, the right. victim victim mentality. Like we, yeah, like yes. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think about um, where I was when I wrote this, and I think the thing that was standing out to me particularly about this was the idea that you were just talking about. It's kind of that victim mentality. I've just gone through a divorce. I'm not able to see my children. I could have been and would have had every right in my own eyes to remain angry with my ex-wife. But God clearly said, no, you need to forgive her and you need to let me deal with this. And, um, but every part of me was like, I just want to be angry at it because it feels so good just to be angry at this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I deserve to be angry because this is something that was taken from me. It was stolen from me. of course, totally negating the things I did, which caused the situation. But um, it is that idea that we feel we feel justified. Yeah. And if we shut it in this door, we can keep it justified rather mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. letting um, God come in and, and do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, um, NF has a song. I don't know if you guys have ever listened to NF. He's, he's a rapper. Mm-hmm. I have, yes. Um, he uh he has a song called the house and this is exactly what he's talking about the uh he has different rooms for past trauma that he's had like mm-hmm. uh the trauma of losing his mom to cancer and he talks about the room and how he just shut the door and locked everything in mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to ever open that door because he doesn't know what he'll find in that room anymore. and that's kind of like the the imagery that came to my mind as we were talking it's like yeah we do shut our past pain or hurt or whatever it is away and if we're not willing to leave that door open and actually work through it it's just going to keep collecting in there and build up to a point where it will one day i think kind of explode the door open and then we won't know how to deal with it Hmm. it could become a very uh dangerous situation at that point Hmm. Hmm. y'all have any other thoughts about door two I think we, we covered it. Okay. Well, then door three represents um, uh, when God shuts us out so he can go in and work. Mm. Um, yeah. So I shared a little bit about this in the uh, the opener, just you know where I was and how this particular door was kind of where I felt like I was at. Um, of course, you know, so just for all our listeners, door three is when uh, she comes back with Elijah and she opens the door and lets him in and then he shuts shuts the door and keeps her out um so what are your your thoughts on on this one yeah um, uh, i've already <clears throat> kind of mentioned it but i'll kind of reiterate it in like a different way but it's like the uh, god will sometimes shut a door so that we can't see through it but so oftentimes we wonder why the door just can't be opened and we're just standing out on the outside almost like a house that's being like renovated because you have that carpet coming in so you can't actually walk into it but you want to open up the door and see 
hey, this is the work that they've done. I can't walk in here yet, but I can see it. So there's wood over here. There's a nice carpet. There's an area rug. So they're kind of getting this room ready. It's like, we, we want to be able to look and see what was happening. But mm -hmm. uh, I think there's a danger in seeing what God's working on if we're not ready to see it yet. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's like an aggravating feeling because we want to be able to we don't like unknown stuff. We want to be able to see what God's doing. Mm -hmm. Like we, in order for us to trust, sometimes we think we have to see it, but trusting is just that trusting, being faithful without any knowledge of what's coming. It's the unknowing mm -hmm. trust that we need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like the, the imagery you put there of like, if we open the door too soon, um, we're gonna it's <clears throat> okay so this is this is more of a happy thing but think of think of um you know when you were kids and your parents go into the room and shut the door to wrap christmas presents <laughs> and you know that's what they're doing and you just mm -hmm. want to somehow sneak in there or figure out where they hide the present so that mm -hmm. you can go sneak in and shake, shake the them <laughs> yeah shake the box but then shake the corners <laughs> but then there's that one time you actually are successful at that mm. and then it ruins and then christmas morning comes and it's just like <sighs> the surprise, the is, surprise gone. is gone yeah. um so like sometimes i feel like it, it's that way with god like he shut the door because he's he's working inside for a purpose and, you know, he's wrapping that Christmas present up mm -hmm. just perfectly so that when he gives it to you, when he opens that door and gives it back to you, um, it's just beautifully wrapped and it's just the whole experience. Mm -hmm. um, and it's better <clears throat> when you don't do that because then you get a Christmas present. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Get a nice little surprise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. She's so smart. <laughs> you raised her well. We're still doing it. She has said We're the just most getting started. things yet. So just the beginning. So, you know, at this time, of course, I was, I was envisioning myself outside the door, and God working inside on my ex-wife and my kids, and just hoping and believing and trusting that you know things he's he's doing in my life to draw me closer to him mm -hmm. that he's also working in their lives to draw them closer to him mm -hmm. um, because that's really the only hope of any any resolution ever happening is is that god grabs a hold of everyone in the situation and mm -hmm. draws them close to him um and um so this has a lot to do with trust because you know as a as a as a dad i know that when something has happened to my kids i want to be there mm -hmm. and i want to be involved mm -hmm. i'm sure you can say the same thing as a mom um, but she was shut out of the room and she had to completely trust that her child was being taken care of mm -hmm. and she couldn't do anything about it and um so this has a lot to do with trust <clears throat> and the ability to just completely surrender um so uh, about a month ago uh, a group of people from the church went up to um uh, kentucky on a mission trip right so this is the first mission trip i've been on in about four years i was really excited about going and i'm sitting there in church <clears throat> but i had had two weeks where my visits with my kids were canceled for various reasons and um i was really kind of festering in that and uh, I'm sitting there in church and I'm just wrestling with God with this. Mm -hmm. And um, he, God, in only the way God does, he says, <clears throat> David, do you, do you really trust me? Because you say you do, but you're not really acting like it. Mm -hmm. And um, just the way he said that to me, just like it just, floored me and um and the truth of the matter is like it's the head knowledge of knowing versus the heart knowledge of actually believing it and trusting it mm -hmm. and um i think god was working on me also with the idea of he's good so even if things don't go the way i want them to go 
it's going to be good because mm. God is a good loving father. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> he was saying, do you trust that I'm actually going to be good <clears throat> to you? Or are you only going to accept things if it goes your way? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I had to really wrestle with God and be like, you're right, God. I have been wanting and desiring it to go this way for so long that if you did anything else, I would probably be crushed mm -hmm. rather than recognizing that whatever God does is going to be good. So it was that really deep trust issue. And, you know, the, Elisha never gave the Shulamite woman a, uh, yeah, I'm going to go bring your son back to life. Everything's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. He just said, wait here. Let me go inside. Mm -hmm. You know? So she had to trust in God's goodness in that right. moment. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, what kind of things in my mind talking about this is expectations. Mm. Uh, setting expectations is huge when it comes to closed doors. Um, and we can get our hearts fixed on things that the Lord doesn't intend, never intended for us to have. And uh, what comes to mind, Pastor Dan preached the message on Elijah and the uh, uh, and the uh, the challenge to the uh, the pagan priests, right on the, on the mountain. <laughs> the mountain when whenever he had such a great victory right he expected god to show up he knew he was going to do something miraculous he did do it and then they were put to the sword all of the, the those priests and then the uh the threat of jezebel comes through and he's i think he's baffled just like pastor dan pointed out at that point he thinks that it was going one way he expected israel to turn back to god that the whole nation was going to be right then and there you know turned over the tables and uh it wasn't and he ran away and that was basically the last of elijah right he goes and he has this long trip he he gets uh um uh, you know fed by the crows and and still some miraculous stuff but israel never turned around uh his expectations were uh were, were not met yeah. and i think uh go ahead Oh, no, no, I like it. I was just saying, I really like the story of Elijah. And I feel like it wasn't the last of him. Like mm -hmm. God still had his purpose for him. He sent him to go anoint, you know, multiple mm -hmm. future leaders. And mm -hmm. he took him to heaven in a very spectacular way. So yeah, absolutely, right. absolutely. You're, you're very right. <laughs> know, but, but in terms of his expectations, <laughs> yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, there was no more public challenges to the, to the authorities. There was no more, um, you know kind of this uh this public figure he still was there of course he still had the power of god you know he, he anointed elisha and he was taken in the spirit of fire not, a, not in any way to diminish the, the awesome life uh, that god gave uh, elijah um but it just goes to show i think even elijah who had the power of god with him in him working through him his expectations disappointed yeah. him um mm -hmm. and so it can do the same for us i mean you can see God show up in a big way and defeat, you know, your biggest enemies in the most public, humiliating, victory way. And things still not turn out the way you wanted it to or yeah. should, you know, you'd expect. Yeah. They were defeated. I mean, they were wrong. Yeah. yeah. And like so, what you were saying, like, I, I think he thought that this was the greatest moment. It was like, this is going to be my greatest moment for God. I wanted mm -hmm. to turn this around. And he kept <clears> saying, like, the I, I, I. But like what you said, God had greater things for him. Because uh, he still did a bunch of things without public knowledge, knowing it's it's, it's pretty. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> thank you, darling. You so go. you know, um, as as you guys were talking about this, my mind automatically goes to Star Wars because I'm such a Star Wars. Nerd. <laughs> yes. And um, you know, I'm thinking about like uh, the 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 ones we grew up with, right? The originals. You know, the end of it, the, the emperor is defeated. Um, Luke saves his father and, and the rebellion wins. You know, it's this happy ending, you know. But then fast forward 20, 20 years, we get the sequel trilogy. And no matter what you think of it, most people can't stand it. What I loved about it was it showed that the story wasn't over. Mm -hmm. And the happy ending we thought we got was actually not what was expected like it's the expectation the yeah the expectation <laughs> of the happy ending was really not what happened mm. 
Because then Luke goes and has failure after failure, and he becomes a hermit. <laughs> so you sad. And, what, a, what a sad life, honestly. And Leia, who you think, you know, she's just won. The rebellion's won. No, the rebellion didn't really win. They're still fighting. And, you and know, and she divorced. has a divorce with the love of her life. And her son has turned his back on the family. Like, it's it's real life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I loved about those. It's like, you know, it, it shows that the expectation of the happy ending is so unrealistic to real life mm-hmm. because life is never static. It's constantly moving. There's always things coming in. And, um, and yet you still have the, the quote happy ending at the end of, of the, the, you know, you know, the emperor's defeated again. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, that's, this is immediately what I thought of when you guys were talking is that just that, that illustration there. Um, but uh I don't know if I was going anywhere else with that. <laughs> just to share that. It is real life. It's just, yeah, you're just illustrating how, how maybe, um, you know, we get the point of life wrong. It's yeah. not about being happy in a sense. Yeah. It's not about being happy in a sense. But on the other hand, it is. It's about being with the Lord and, mm-hmm. and, and enjoy yeah. uh, the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Get too focused on the hills and valleys that we don't realize that God's with us and mm-hmm. supplying the joy and happiness mm-hmm. that we need throughout the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I tend to be pretty like, risk avoidant. I don't kind of like this lady. Like, I don't like to get my hopes up, you know, in case they're disappointed. Right. And I love the story that Pastor Todd tells about how he was always like that. And he'd be like, well, don't get your hopes up. And he said that Dana was like, my hopes are up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there's that song. Um, there's a song. We, we sang it at on Night of Worship. Um, Na- your nature. Yeah. Um, Get your hopes up. Oh, yeah. Jan, you did a great job. If you're listening to this, wow. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's um, fantastic. And so every time I listen to that song, um, I have trouble with that line mm-hmm. because it's like, God, I, I'm praying for something. I'm expecting it, but I don't want to get my hopes up because if I get my hopes up too far, they're going to be crushed. Mm-hmm. It's like the Shulamite woman when she goes back to uh, Elisha and she says, didn't I tell you not to get my hopes up? Mm-hmm. And but the thing is, we should get our hopes up, but not in what we expect, mm-hmm. but in what we know God <clears throat> is going to do. Yes. Even though we don't know what that is. Yeah. We know it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, and we can always fall back on his promises and they're yeah. good enough. right? Yeah. We, we hear that all the time and again, you know, we've been saved and if he does nothing else, that's enough. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah. But and if uh, we see it or not, you know, whether we see it in our life. lifetime or not, like Moses, go to Moses, talk about a disappointing, <laughs> you know, expectations. Um, I guess the Lord set those expectations when we told them they happened. But uh, hmm. yeah, yeah, we not, you know, we're not living for this world. You know, mm-hmm. really, this is this is just I don't know. People call it a training ground. They call the Bible basic instructions before leaving mm-hmm. Earth. Um, but just just all the great men of the Bible. Their hearts were up above. Their eyes were fixed on things above. And uh, we get distracted on things on earth, you know, with expectations of the way things uh, we think our life is going to go. But at the end of the day, the the right way to live, the godly way to live, fix our hearts and our eyes on things above, our minds on things above. And so glorifying our Lord, knowing why we're here and the true purpose. Amen. Once we're done with this, I'm just going to watch it. You want to watch it? Yeah, I think it's going to be good. I, I hope. All right. We had a switch out uh, here. We added uh, Gabriel. He's been <laughs> yes. off camera mentioning many things, so he yes. decided to join us here. Yes. Um, whole family here. Whole family. Ended here. with a bang. All, all the Sabras. Yes. We are blessed to be here with you guys. So um, let's talk about the last door real quick. Um, I didn't really have much talking points with this one, but um, – the last door uh, represents the unexpected blessings we receive when we trust God and surrender. Uh, so in the story, this is uh, where uh, Elisha has, um, well, God has raised the boy back to life. And Elisha uh, opens the door and um, tells the Shemite woman, come in, get your son. And, take your uh, son. Take your son. And it's just an incredible blessing that she got to experience. Yeah, I'll have any kind of... <clears throat> Anything you want to really point out about this or comes to mind? Mm. Oh, yes. 
I feel like Carissa, like you got something, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you know, not that you know about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surprise, uh, just blessings from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Well, what comes to mind? Maybe we can edit this out if it goes sideways. Okay. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> not. It's just good discussion. You know. It, absolutely. Oh, so funny. I've I've had a week in the recent uh, last four weeks. Uh, my birthday week. I shared this yesterday in the in this uh, CR group Mm -hmm. about having this fantastic week that that I could not have expected uh, where, um, you know, huge success at work, closing a big deal that's going to really benefit the business. So that was Tuesday. Wednesday, I take my son Gabriel, fly him down on a a little plane uh, for business trip down to Jackson, Mississippi to do some fun work. He greatly enjoys it. We enjoy it. It's a, you know, trip of a lifetime. Um, and then <laughs> you, can, you, you want to get Juby's ass if she can go on it too. Yeah, someday, baby, someday. Someday we all go on and go to that silly science park. Yeah. Oh, what was it? Yeah. Or we could just go on an airplane without the rest of the people. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. She wants a daddy. They've got lots. They've got lots of ideas. Of how to do it. Throw you guys in the back. So, so. Help me, help me remember all the points here, baby. So it, th- th- those two things happen. I buy Carissa an engagement ring after nine years of marriage. I don't advise you wait that long, guys. <laughs> watching this, that should happen generally before you get married. Um, but finally, finally got. Uh, I'm very happy. We're very both very very Wait, happy with that. Oh, that's sparkly. Yes, yes, sparkly, beautiful, very happy. Sparkly. Yes, and then I got to drive a Rolls Royce um, as well. With uh, Wolverine glass. Okay, and then I got to play golf with uh, some very good friends of mine hey, uh, for, for a business meeting. And so uh, just kind of a, uh, a, what would you call a uh, culmination of, of great desires of my heart after I surrendered. It was very important to put all this in perspective that uh, I didn't just work really hard and get this. It was, uh, I gave it up. I said, okay, Lord, I'm ready to do back, go back to the, the, the pooper scooper job. Um, whatever it is you want me to do, I'm willing to do it. And then he brings this week of just like, and then I look back, it's been three months of just one thing after the other, just living um, in, 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 in abundance with the Lord, just like really great things, going to the state fair for the first time with the kiddos, and just really honing in on our parenting uh, you know, style and, and, and putting in the right effort with the kids and just seeing the harvest from that. Um, and then you know, pouring into kids' ministry, children's ministry at church, you know, uh, Bible studies on Monday. The Lord has just been. Uh, the more we surrender, the more He brings, and the more we we prosper in it all. And uh, it is not. I'm not masterminding it by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, even you know, when I think of a Rolls Royce, I think of like this is not God's. Will. I mean, this is this is can't be. It's too expensive, right? You got to feed Africa for the. <laughs> you can feed a lot of people. Uh, Instead of instead of buying or building a Rolls Royce, but uh, just even those little things that just kind of are are, uh, are fun. I think the Lord appreciates it, and the Lord Lord wants to give His kids those kind of experiences. So, um, well, and you know, hearing your story and and kind of walking a little bit beside you over the last year or so, you know, I. I've seen your obedience. Mm. You know, you, you've struggled, and then you've yeah. you've gotten you've aligned yourself with God and, and be obedient. And I think that's a, that's the testimony <laughs> of surrendering mm-hmm. and then being obedient. Mm-hmm. Is that God just pours out blessings? Not that He His goodness is mm-hmm. always pouring out blessings, even if we're just like being total like terrible people. Mm-hmm. Um, his His goodness mm-hmm. is always pouring out, but there's a special blessing that I think He gives those who are really seeking. And being obedient, um, and I think that's just God's just like just, here's a little taste of my goodness. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, and um, I can't really think of, of any particular story in my mind where, um, like, I've just received blessing. Like one particular story, I just know over the last three years, as God has pulled me out of addiction and has. Um, put me in a community like triad where I'm, I have support and fellowship and genuine brotherhood. Um, I've just seen the blessings that God's just put in my life, just the little things. Um, and, but they're little things one after another, after another, after another. Mm-hmm. And so it's really just a big, great big thing. Um, and that's just because of obedience mm-hmm. and totally, 
surrendering and trusting and working through the things that God's asking you to work through. And mm-hmm. It's just, it's amazing. And I can't wait to see what God is, is up to next. Amen. Um, Amen. One thing that this has stood out to, to me is that the woman was not expecting a single thing. All, her son died. All she knew was uh, Elisha needs to come in here. That's the only thing that she knew. Yeah. And the very like the, she even said that pretty much paraphrasing, you lied to me, but I still know I need you to come in here. Mm-hmm. So she opened up the door to let God work, and then she shut the door behind him. Granted, uh, Elijah's one to shut the door, but more or less, she shut the door too. She's like, okay, I don't know why I'm mad at this for happening, but I know something is going to work through it. Mm-hmm. So she was obedient in that. And then the blessing that she got was her son being alive again. And she had no idea what was going to happen, but she knows she needed to be obedient through it. Even if her attitude wasn't right, she knew what she needed to do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think it's a good to point out that even if our attitudes aren't in the right place for it, God still wants to provide blessings for us, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. if we're undeserving of it. So, yeah. Well, and the thing that gets me about this story too is, um, you know, what if, what if what if God didn't bring the son back to life? You know, would the Shulamite woman respond it in the same way? Right. Mm. You know, would she have received whatever blessing would have come through the death as much as she received the blessing that came through the, the resurrection? Mm-hmm. You know, um, <clears throat> this is always interesting to think because like, like I think I mentioned earlier, Elisha never promised, okay, I'm going to go in this mm-hmm. room and bring your son back to life. Mm-hmm. He just said, I'm going in and shut her out. Yeah. Um, and kind of like, well, I like the point you brought out. She let that door be shut on her. It was her obedience and surrender that said, okay, I realize I got to stay out here right now. That was a cool point. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I, one last thing I'll just add on a tag note here is that sometimes it can be difficult to receive God's blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can feel wrong. <laughs> like, <clears throat> why is this happening to me, Lord? Why? What, what has happened? But it's just so radical, undeserved. You know it's from the Lord. It just it shows His heart. It shows His love for us. He's He's waiting to bless us. He's not try, He's not withholding His blessing because we have wronged Him. Yeah, he's got abundant grace. He's withholding the blessings because of where we are in our hearts and where right. and we're not shutting the door. We're we're trying to rip the door open. Yeah. And uh, and if we did that, if we did succeed, if we just let it happen, that's that's bad discipline. If I did that with one of my kids, yeah, you know that. What am I teaching them? And so he, he he understands he understands us and what we uh, uh, how to train how to how to teach us um, to be disciplined and uh, and have wisdom. So yeah, uh, yeah, good. Yeah, y'all have any other final thoughts? That was good. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's a great deal. Wow. <laughs> Love this story. I do. <laughs> do you have any uh, any final thoughts, son? Oh, he's got this. He's got this. Uh... Oh, it's a picture with doors. Oh, hallway. that is pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Can we put a picture of that up there? Take a yeah. picture of this one. Can we, <laughs> I probably may, can't see it, but you know, there's yeah. a guy with a room full of doors. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah, I think um, I, the only final thought I really have is just the idea of doors. I think they're confusing because you know we often hear God God closes a door, He opens a window. No. A window. <laughs> or you know He opens another door. Uh, the fact of the matter is. Or you can God closes and shuts doors all the time. I think we've kind of talked about that. Mm-hmm. And just because a door is closed in one season doesn't mean that door is not going to be reopened. We kind of have this finality idea of doors. But I think doors are just a mystery because mm-hmm. we re- ultimately we don't know the future. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's best for us. We don't know God's plan. But we do have this great thing of being in relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And we can mm-hmm. constantly, in fact, Scripture says... You know, we can approach the throne with boldness. We can mm-hmm. ask anything. And, you know, there's uh, Psalms. I think Psalms 27, there's a passage in there that says, you know, uh, lead me down the right path. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this idea that we can we can always be asking God, what are you up to? 
And he's gonna he's going to be faithful to share just enough of what we need to know mm-hmm. in that moment. <clears throat> so I think it's as confusing as doors are, if we just trust God and mm-hmm. surrender, doors are not gonna be an issue. That's yeah. right. Amen to that. So, Amen to that. All right. You wanna close out our podcast here? Uh, thank uh, well. you. Oh, okay. Well, he's got, well, he's got a thought. Go, go for it. Yeah. What's your thought? Go for it. It's like if you think of light bulbs as doors, it's like light bulbs that have one out, they don't have the Holy Spirit in them. Ooh. But light bulbs that have the light in them have mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit in them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I like that. So you want to go in the doors that have light in them. <laughs> Follow the light. So what I'm hearing is we need to be looking at the crack under the door and see if there's light coming through. <laughs> those are the doors we can open. Mm-hmm. I'll just take a hammer and crack down the door. <laughs> That's a good interpretation. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. Thank you, Gabriel. Thank you for joining us on this uh, episode. This was um, a stumbling over here. Meditation on Kings 433. He shut the door. Uh, what else am I missing? Uh, you can find our podcast Thank just you. about anywhere our podcasts are available. And uh, we are very appreciative for the Sober family joining us. Yes. It was yes. awesome. Thank you for the invite. We love it. We got, we got the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all, right, all, right. all right. See you guys next time. Bye. Later. <laughs>